Welcome to the first episode of Discover Your True Self with Hans Kloosterman. I'm your host, Jayanta, and I will be guiding the discussions with Hans Kloosterman. I bet all of you are curious to the man of the hour himself, the star of the show. So without further ado, here is Hans Kloosterman. <laughs> well, hello, everybody. Welcome, Hans. Are you excited? No, not really. I'm uh, neutral and okay and uh, ready to, uh, to do this podcast and... Uh, it's the first time and it's nice to share information and and inspire people and guide people to um, to understanding their body and mind. That's the perfect response for a uh, mindfulness guru. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so Hans, first of all, thank you for taking part in this show. I'm so excited that I get to do this kind of podcast. Mm hmm. And um, in this first ever episode of this podcast, I really want to get to know the real you. Mm -hmm. I want to know what makes you tick, what's the secret of your success, and maybe even the smaller things. So, um, What smaller things? <laughs> <laughs> Let's begin there. <laughs> I don't know, like what do you eat for breakfast, you know, stuff like that. Oh, I'm, I'm so happy because um, my social media guy and a girlfriend of mine, she, they said... Um, uh, I'm working with, uh, they are working with uh, a uh, an, an, uh, very nice chef okay. from a good restaurant here in uh, The Hague in, in the Netherlands. And uh, he is providing uh, six days a week uh, breakfast, lunch and uh, dinner and a protein snack at four o'clock in the afternoon. And because I give a lot of retreats with a lot of vegan and vegetarian uh, meals, which I just love, uh, because it makes your body and spirit softer if you don't uh, eat a lot of um, uh, animal um, uh, uh, nutrition. And, and you save lives. So because I'm a Buddhist and um, we say our, our mother, father or whatever you eat, uh, a cow, a chicken can be your father, mother, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So um, they gave me this tip and now I have six days a week a top chef of a restaurant who's just every day, every two days, he brings uh, my meals freshly cooked. And uh, so I can focus more on my uh, work. And I love cooking, but because I live alone, um, I, I, I don't like to cook for myself. I get so that, that's yeah. why I think it's totally luxurious. And even when he, it's so funny because I spend, let's say, 90 till 120 euros per week on mm -hmm, food. Mm -hmm, yeah. And he does it for uh, 75 uh, euro per week. So that's, that's reasonable. I, say, for I a big save city. money. Yeah. I eat biological food. I eat vegetarian. Yeah. I don't have to cook. It's lovely. It's totally my retreat food because I work in, in uh, the Benelux with uh, the best vegetarian cooks. So now I have this lifestyle the whole week. And um, that is also, um, yeah, it's very good for me, but it's, I can focus. But it's also, um, yeah, I think a bit of self-love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because um, I'm worth it and uh, because I spend so much, so much time in helping people that it's nice to, um, that there are other people who are helping me to, to grow and to have time for my uh, clients, candidates or yeah. participants or students. How do you want to call no, them? No, exactly. Yeah, but that, that's really cool. I think that's really uh, a different approach to loving yourself. Yeah. I'm a big fan of it because I love food. So, uh, <laughs> But yeah. do you love yourself? I hope so. Yeah, I, th I like on the a scale I do. on a scale from zero to ten. Zero is I don't love myself. Yeah. Ten, I love myself totally. What would you? What think, would you? Give? I think I'm on like a seven to an eight. Okay. I think I'm a pretty okay person. I like myself, but I think that 
I like you too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there's a little bit room for improvement, but um, yeah, I'll get there. I'm young. I have okay. my whole life in front of me, so yeah. And what would be necessary to improve from a seven and a half to an eight? What little step could you do now, this day, to increase your happiness from seven and a half to eight? Also for the hmm. people who are listening, yeah. but also for you. I don't know. I think I'm a pretty, like, a normal person. And I think that if I had, um, for example, I work a lot. So I would like to have a bit more time to do stuff that I really like. Mm -hmm. So, you know. So what are you going today? What are you going to do today to, have to, to achieve that? I wasn't planning on doing anything, honestly. <laughs> I know. But, you know, <laughs> mindfulness is yeah. living in the now. Yeah. And feeling physically, emotionally, mentally what you need and energetic wise. Yeah. Without yeah. a judgment, without disturbed emotions. So um, so everybody is talking about what they want to improve, but they don't take the right action. That's true. And this is yeah. what I'm teaching the whole day. Yeah, yeah, but what are you going to do now? And uh, Dalai Lama says, and also the Buddha, big steps you can't take to a new pattern, to a new lifestyle. That's true, yeah. So only very small steps to a big uh, achievement, to a big goal or a big dream. Uh, then it's then it's um, realistic. That's a realistic goal. Yeah. So again, the question because you're avoiding the question. <laughs> so what are you? What can you improve today? And a very small thing okay. to improve so, your happiness. So it has to be really small. So very something small. that I already do probably. Yeah. You know what? You inspired me. I'm gonna go work out today. Because I really know. <laughs> I really love that. I like working out. In the next out. podcast, we come back on that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we will. We will definitely. I won't okay. disappoint you. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think most Dutch people, mm -hmm. or Dutchies, uh, if you will, they know you as one of the most successful Dutch mindfulness gurus. Mm -hmm. You're uh, pretty well known, actually. Mm -hmm. And you've been featured in a lot of newspapers, magazines, and you're, you've even been on television, right? Yeah, last month. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was really cool. I watched it. I was, I was really impressed. Okay, um, why? Why were you impressed? Because there's so much depth to who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. And I think that in each publication, you give a little bit of yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice to if you actually read uh, all of those, um, like the separate articles and also watch the TV uh, um, episode and stuff. I think that it really gives you kind of an idea who you are. Mm -hmm. But I really want to dig deep. And I really want to know more. Yeah, but I think it's not so about me. It's about uh, guiding people to a happy yeah. uh, and, and healthy lifestyle. And what I teach is the Dharma of the Buddha. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's not about my personality. Because, yeah. you know, as being six years a monk, you are trained to reduce your ego yeah. and to really focus on the happiness to increase the happiness of others and to decrease or reduce the suffering of others. Yeah. So uh, the personality is not an item anymore. That's really interesting. That's yeah. actually really So your really whole interview is now gone? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I wrote backup questions just in case. Okay. <laughs> um, so just for the people who are listening, uh, I did prepare my questions. Yeah. And I didn't prepare anything for Hans, so basically he's. I'm just going on a limb, and I'm just you know trying yeah. to anticipate. And we it's just really go cool. in the flow. Yeah, you know, yeah, we I just like go that. in the flow. I like that. It's really spontaneous and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's cool. So you said what I remember that I'm successful. Yeah. And successful, a very important uh, word, is uh, interdependency in Buddhism. Yeah. And so you can't say I am successful. 
because you're helping me to mm-hmm. um, that more people get inspired over yeah. the, these texts and the, the texts of the Buddha and uh, my social media guy is helping me my uh, students or clients are promoting me yeah um, so uh, the the fit chef uh, who is providing me with food so everybody is helping me to be successful yeah so if I would say I am successful then I would still have a big ego okay and okay. if you just re- if you just understand that there you can only be successful in an independency mm-hmm. uh, being also uh, dependent from other people and who are helping me and promoting me uh, then you become then it's a more wise and humble vision of life yeah okay oh that's re- that's really cool I'm a, I'm really a newbie when it comes to spirituality and mindfulness. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a Hindu and I've been uh, brought up as a Hindu. My parents mm-hmm. are from Sri Lanka. Lovely. And yeah, yeah. So, so some parts of the Buddha are in Sri Lanka. Actually, actually yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's really cool um, when you go there. You know, to see all the stuff and all the, you can. It feels different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really cool that you're really into that because you've mm. been in a in a monastery right you wrote yeah. about that in your book yeah i read the book and um can you tell me something you know a bit more about your time in the monastery um well i think it, it starts very early that my my uh, especially my mother was very compassionate person mm. and a key word in buddhism is being compassionate and being drawn to the suffering of others and want to reduce that i always had that also in lower class in the primary school, I always was drawn to people who were pestered or whatever, and I yeah. always took care of them. So that has to be already a bit in your system. So you really were like, you know, going against the bullies and stuff. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Then uh, when I, I had to choose something to study, um, I, st- I chose something where I could just travel around the world and uh, learn to get to know a lot of cultures. So that's why I started working in fashion when I was 24, because being a buyer for a big fashion chain here yeah. in, uh, in the Netherlands, that gives you a budget to travel to India, to China, to Indonesia, uh, to Bangladesh, yeah. to Turkey, to Portugal, just to block protect- production capacity with your stylist and design a lot of clothing. Yeah. Uh, but you also get to know, of course, the culture of people. That's why I started to read about Hinduism and Buddhism, um, because just out of respect to the people where yeah. I did business with, and and also their custom not to, um, you know, for example, in China you don't give a hand, you don't kiss, all those other uh, way of living. So to be respectful to everybody, uh, I, char- I just started reading. And then uh, when I became already, when I was 27, I became um, a director, buying director of a big company with 60 stores. And um, so the responsibility took enormously um, fast or found its way. Mm -hmm. And I got more and more stress. So because my mother did yoga, etc., but as young guys, because I have two brothers, we just said, uh, oh, no, we don't want to be involved with yoga or whatever. But when the stress increased when I was 27 at such a young age and yeah. being responsible for a lot of men who were 50 and older and I was so young. So uh, I started doing yoga and um, and that was for me very helping in stress reduction. Yeah. 
And then um, when I became 35 and was a buying director of, of a uh, an, um, an women chain in clothing, um, again, I had my first burnout because I was only working seven days a week and um, like 16 hours uh, a day. And then I had my first burnout and then I thought my life has to go differently. And then I went to the little, um, to the little, I don't know the word in English, but the little, um, because I come, my name is uh, Hans Kloosterman. And Kloosterman yeah. in English, English means a man, man from the abbey, man from yeah. the monastery, yeah, actually. Yeah. So we come from an old family from, uh, from the north of Holland, uh, from the 12th century. Okay. So from an old um, uh, monk uh, yeah, community. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. um, when my when I had my first burnout, and because I had two, uh, <laughs> also one in, also one in the monastery. Um, when I had my first burnout at 35, I went with my aunt because I was a year free and I stayed with my parents. And um, I went with my aunt to the north of Holland and I walked on the little um, uh, stones of that old monastery. Yeah, yeah. And then from nothing, that vision came. Hey. Uh, I want to study Buddhism in a monastery. Ah. So it came out of nothing. Yeah, okay. And uh, it took some time because I thought Buddhism, why Buddhism? So I started in The Hague to follow a three-year Hatha Yoga um, uh, education mm -hmm. and two years meditation. So I'm a certified teacher in Hinduism with studies to book of uh, the Bhagavad Gita or yeah. the Sutras of Patanjali, all those classical books. But it didn't really touch my heart. Yeah. Uh, I love the philosophy, I love meditation, I love yeah. yoga, but a lot of responsibility is uh, put at the other person. For example, they dedicate a lot to gods. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. that didn't really touch my heart. So then when I was 40, I'm now 55, some girlfriend said, um, hey, the, the Dalai Lama in 2006 is in Brussels. Uh, maybe you want to visit him. Maybe you can learn something from him. Yeah. And then I went three days to the Dalai Lama, the 14th Dalai Lama, and um, everything he said really touched my heart. And it felt on a very deep level that he understood what it's be what it is to be human. And um, so I decided after that, wow, this is very interesting. Yeah. And maybe now I'm ready to study Buddhism. Then after that session of the Dalai Lama, three weeks later, I had a car accident and um, it was a lot of rain and it was um, very wet on the road. You were on the highway, right? I when it happened. Yeah, I was on the highway and then with 120 kilometers, I just banged into um, a little um, concrete um, um, bridge. Oh, okay. Or I don't know how you call it, viaduct. What's the oh, word? Oh yeah, that's like a bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a bridge. And uh, so I just died. So I went up in this white li white light, and then um, and th then a, a big big heavy voice said to me, "Do you want to stay here, so going up to heaven, or do you want to go back?" And I said, "Well, I just saw saw the Dalai Lama, yeah. and he said that happiness can be trained in the mind." And um, and I was so focused on that because I come from a un very unhappy childhood with a lot of pain. And I already already started to read when I was 10 from how can I be happy? So yeah. I already wrote a, a read a lot of books, but it was only knowledge. It wasn't integrated into my daily life. Yeah. How to do that? And like I, I asked you a question yeah, yeah. and you couldn't <laughs> answer. So it takes something from an unconscious level to a conscious level to really change your life. 
but to stay with that accident. So, okay, so that, that dark voice who asked me that question, I thought I always am a bit humorous. Uh, oh wow! It's it's a man. God is a man. <laughs> I want to say a lot about this, but I won't. <laughs> no, but I'm totally for women. We're totally equal. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it was just a humorous observation. Yeah. yeah. Why not a women's voice? No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. Same in Buddhism. Why can't the next be the 15 Dalai Lama? Why can't it yeah. be a woman? For me, it can. And also Dalai Lama says, yes, it could be, yeah. but it's not in our tradition. No, exactly. Huh? Yeah. 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 So uh, there's always a choice, and maybe we can do that in another podcast that I really convince people that in every moment they have a choice to choose yeah. and take responsibility for their life. But I'm a bit chaotic. No, 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 it's okay, it's okay, because it's really interesting, and you yeah. actually answered my next question. No, but wait, so I just went, <laughs> I just went back in the white light, yeah. I, I just woke up in that uh, little car I had, and they brought me to the hospital, and the next day I could leave, and then I decided my life has to really go different, and I just flew to Tibet and Nepal, studied there for a while. And then because I'm very dyslectic, uh, they said, uh, well, now you have to learn Sanskrit and Pali. Yeah, and yeah. I said, oh, my God, all those little signs. So they said, where do you come from? And at that time, I lived in Belgium. So they said, do you know there's an original Tibetan monastery in Belgium with free Tibetan lamas, which you can, which uh, they, they can educate you. Yeah. So I flew back. And now already there, 15 years, uh, I'm studying there. And uh, first I had Lama Karta and he died, which is unfortunately. And um, and then now I have Lama Zopa. And Zopa means in Tibetan patience. Oh, really? And that was my biggest achievement because to, to reach, to realize in my body and mind, because uh, only now five years I'm teaching. Uh, so I do yoga and Tibetan yoga mm -hmm. and I do... Um, uh, I do Shine uh, and Laktong, that means Shamatha and uh, Laktong meditation. And that means silent meditation oh, to yeah, make yeah, the body yeah. and yeah. mind silent. And after that, this is the highest good in Hinduism and Buddhism because they're, they're actually totally they're pretty uh, similar. In 99% yeah. they're the same. And um, so, um, what did I want to say? I don't know. You were talking about uh, like how you went to the monastery and stuff, yeah. and then you came back. And Lama Zopa. Oh yeah. So Lama there. Zopa, yeah. I, I, he taught me uh, also the uh, the silent meditation and the analytical yeah. meditation, so the vipassana meditation. And uh, this is what I'm now doing in ten, in ten till twenty retreats a year, uh, just to teach uh, to relax the mind yeah. with uh, yoga and uh, make the mind and body silent and reduce uh, the stress level. And then you, your body and mind is ready to ask yourself question. And this is what I wanted to say. I remember again. <laughs> this is the highest good in Hinduism and Buddhism yeah. through re to through uh, self research to increase your self knowledge. Yeah. Because the biggest poison in the human mind is ignorance. And uh, so this is the highest good. And why is that the highest good? when you uh, question yourself and when you get to know yourself better and do a lot of contemplation and reflection and ask yourself a lot of questions then on then you find the truth behind the truth about yourself and when you get to know yourself better then you're going to make choices who are closer to you when you make choices who are closer to you they give you more energy and you're really going to live your passion and automatically you will become more happy yeah because so, um, I read in um, 
Because I read a lot about you before uh, <laughs> this show. Well, good for you. I hope you learned something. <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot. Actually. About about the Buddha and his methods, yeah, not about exactly. me. Because it's very important that you come. This is what I teach. That yeah, you come exactly. in contact with your inner teacher. Exactly. Which knows 10 times ten times more or 100,000 times more than an external teacher like me. I'm yeah. just a mirror. No, but that's the thing. Because, um, like I said, I mean... I'm a Hindu, and yeah. I've been a very traditional Hinduist, actually. Lovely. Up until a couple of years ago. Okay. I'm more uh, like a modern liberal Hindu, uh, okay. Hindu right and now. And what does that mean? Um, basically, that I do believe that there's something in a sort yeah. of like um, a more sciencey way. Mm -hmm. I really want to go back to the roots and um, explain everything in Hinduism through science. Okay. So I do believe that there's something, and I do believe that all those reincarnations, like, um, you know, the gods, mm -hmm. there are three million of them. And for some people, that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. But to me, it does make sense, because basically uh, what they are is a representation of the energy mm -hmm. that people felt. You yeah. know, they feel uh, a certain kind of energy, and they personify it in a, in a statue or, like, a story of, mm -hmm. a, of a god. So oh, I don't lovely. think, yeah. <laughs> so I do, I do think that the core philosophy of Hinduism is right. Mm -hmm. I do think that you should live your life as a good person, mm -hmm. and I do believe in like the core principle of what it is to be a good person. Mm -hmm. So you don't do unto others what you wouldn't do to yourself. And yeah, we have all those Dutch sayings, and yeah. after twenty years study. Uh, I can say all those sayings are yeah. true. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing, because I really had to uh, think about my religion when I turned mm. like 20, mm -hmm. four years ago. But um, yeah, I think I, I have a good balance now when it comes to spirituality on the Hindu side of things. Mm -hmm. But through researching you, I actually found that, you know, Buddhism, I wasn't really interested in it at all. Mm -hmm. But it really does, uh, yeah, like we already said, have parallels. Mm -hmm. But also, it really does, it, it really organizes your thoughts. It really helps you organize your thoughts and to actually look into yourself and be like, okay, what do I think is important in life? Mm -hmm. What do I think is important in my life specifically? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So These I are really the Vipassana questions. Yeah. yeah. So I, I really, yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. Lovely. I like that. <laughs> but also like the part that you said, it has to be proven and that yeah. it has to be researched. And especially the last five years, the brain has been um, there has been a lot of research on the brain and how mm -hmm. meditation works yeah and you really can see that the development of the upper brain uh, is much much uh, better with people who meditate yeah and also now for uh, dementia is dementia is that what's the word in in English you know like Alzheimer and oh yeah uh, it was, that's dementia yeah dementia, dementia yeah. and Alzheimer's so because yeah. of meditation they are actually um, those parts in the brain are improving yeah so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of benefit for meditating not only for stress but also to develop other parts uh, in uh, the human upper brain because the primary yeah. brain is the same as animals mm -hmm. um, but um, especially what I teach is um, to um, to develop the upper brain yeah, to, yeah. to be more in a helicopter view more an observe become a more an observer of life and grow from the mind to the heart and the belly because the belly and the heart they have their own knowledge center and uh, now in the West it it is so uh, fact-based that for 95% we're only sitting 
we are a prisoner of our own head and mind. Exactly, yeah. But we are more than only a mind. So I call it the ro robotizing of the, the European society. Yeah. And um, that is really very poor because when you're only in this survival mode of the primary brain, then you even don't, then you make also some hormones which you prevent to feel physically and emotionally. So you become less human. It's yeah. very beautiful we have it. But we don't have a lot of tigers here in Europe. No, exactly. So there are not a lot of threatening situations. Of course, there are threatening situations yeah. when there is rape or whatever mm -hmm. or criminality. Then it's very useful. But for 80% it's not very useful because of our very busy, busy agendas. Yeah. Um, that it's so that everything is based on efficiency and facts and yeah. time management. No, exactly. But yeah. the brain really needs rest. Yeah. So that the primary brain can come to rest and the survival mode can come to rest and the upper brain can uh, develop itself more. Because yeah. that's the difference from us, from animals, is yeah, that we yeah. can develop that upper brain and then connect. We need the brain, but then connect it with all the beautiful qualities of the heart, like love, kindness, compassion, generosity, enthusiasm, all those beautiful qualities which we develop in um, in our Buddhist uh, philosophy. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's what I really like about the Buddhist uh, philosophy. Mm -hmm. It's so human. It really yeah. focuses on, um, I would say, your heart. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it really focuses on your feelings and who you are as a person. Yeah. And really like takes you back to, wait, st stop. Stop being, you know, uh, in the rat race, so mm -hmm. to speak, for a bit and, and come back to yourself. Yeah. And I really love that. I really, really like that. Well, this is also what I'm saying in my retreats or in my teachings that I just re that people only have to remember yeah. to be human. Yeah. So exactly. at the end of the retreat or the end of uh, a uh, session, because I also do one on one coachings, uh, they all say, hmm, I feel a bit more human. Yeah. So I think Buddhism just learned you again how it is to be human, but on a very conscious way instead of staying ignorant in an unconscious way. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. really, um, that's a lot, of a lot to think about, actually. Yeah. And for me, I think also for this podcast, it's enough information for the first podcast. Exactly, yeah. So I, I, I really think you really, uh, it's nice to have an interview with you because yeah. you're a Hindu. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also uh, change something in your lifestyle, which is very suitable for you. Yeah. Uh, so you're not a prisoner of religion. That's but true, you yeah. translated it to your own uh, way of living. And I think that's also inspiring for young people because I'm 55. How no, old are you? 24. Yeah, 24. <laughs> yeah. So I think this is a nice combination to do more podcasts and yeah, to see I how I that. see it, how you see it and how you integrate it into your life. No, exactly. Because I feel like um, it's, it's, it's a really silly, maybe. But my father, he always taught me to... Um, well, not to, but he taught me that uh, culture and religion mm -hmm. is for the people. It's to protect you and it's yeah. to help you. And it's not you're you're not supposed to be, um, you know, be a slave of sorts to yeah. a religion or to a culture. Well, beautiful. This is I have the same saying. So yeah. uh, even a retreat is is called uh, don't become a prisoner of yeah. your own religion or your way of living. So you have that, the choice yeah. to feel. And the Buddha also says that. He says, everything you're doing, what people say to you, just feel if it's your own truth. So he's continuously, he is inviting people to find and discover their own truth yeah. and not copy everybody's lifestyle. But that, yeah, that's that's very important, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thank really you very much. And I look yeah. forward to our next podcast. Wait, wait. I still have, um, 
I have two questions. Okay. And I'm gonna. But these are more for fun. Okay. okay? Well, so, already thought it was fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> same. <laughs> but these are a little bit like lighthearted. Um, okay. Still in the same era, though. Okay. So, um, first question: Yes or no? Do you believe in faith? Yes. Okay. Cool. So, um, second question: Do you think that Hinduism is a philosophy or is it a religion? Very um, interesting. After the conversation we've had. <laughs> I think there are some. Um, religional aspects also in yeah. buddhism yeah i agree um but it's it's a philosophy and it's a way of living yeah and buddhism absolutely is not a religion but it also had the religion way it has some religion um aspects um and i think for for uh, hinduism uh the same because the parents of the buddha were hinduists yeah exactly yeah so uh, the buddha just added free uh, teachings, mm -hmm. uh, which are very important teachings, um, for how you come from uh, suffering to happiness. So he found a method in that. Yeah. But it's in the Hindu context. So Hindu and Buddhism, they just marry. The yeah. temples are next to each other. That's true, yeah. And uh, the only thing uh, we don't recognize an, in, an, uh, an independent soul. An Atman. Yeah. So we say an Atman can only be there in an interdependency of parents and energy lines, etc. Yeah, and we it, don't believe that. That's no, true. You You're say right, there yeah. is an, uh, there is an individual piece of energy. Yeah. Uh, and this this is we this we only see in another context. Exactly, because I do think that you're right when it comes to what you said about energy. Because mm -hmm. when it boils down to it, um, yeah, my Hinduistic belief is that there is an energy. That's yeah. It. For me yeah. also, I call it the source, yeah. where everything comes I from. It life and energy, yeah. Yeah, another yeah. one calls it um, God, another one calls it uh, uh, Krishna yeah. or uh, whatever. So, oh, yeah, yeah. so it's 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 uh, what label do you give it? Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Cool. Thank you so much, Hans. Yeah, really, lovely, really. Uh, Janta. This Thank is you. So cool. Okay. Well, this was it for now. Mm -hmm. um, I'll hope everyone tunes in for the next episode, which we're planning on releasing in January. I hope it works out. Of um, course, we of do course that. Of course it will, yeah. We, we, <laughs> we plan want it, it, we do it. Yeah, and it's fun, <laughs> so let's do it. So please subscribe to the newsletter on hansklostermann.com. That's spelled H-A-N-S-K-L-O-O-S-T-E-R-M-A-N dot com. Well, that's a mindfulness exercise. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I had to practice this part, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> or follow him on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, uh, please rate this podcast. Let us know what you think of it. If you have any ideas, feedback, or even like topics that we you want us to discuss, please send us um, an email to podcast at hansklosterman.com. I already spelled it out for you. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so have a good end of the year, everyone. And we'll see you in 2020. Bye. Bye-bye.